Welcome to the 4 Fanboys Podcast, where we talk about games, movies, and every other type of entertainment media. I'm Nick. I'm Josh. I'm Kyle. And I'm Zach. Today we're going to be talking about a video game genre that's close to our hearts, and that's going to be FPS games. Uh, first, I think we're going to want to talk about some recent Halo Infinite announcements and how that has made us feel. Yes, yeah, some good old pew-pews. <sighs> Halo Infinite is trash. It is. Okay, so... Alright, next topic. <laughs> <laughs> so, they announced, oh hey, Halo 5 didn't have local co-op. Don't worry, the next Halo will. Oh, it's delayed. Uh, they had to release it without it. Don't worry, it'll come soon. Oh, turns out uh, we're not doing that to make room for other stuff. And the biggest reason why I play Halo is for local co-op. Sigh. Yeah, but now you get to play it online, and you can buy two Xboxes. Buy two Xboxes. Just like with Halo 5, when everybody complained that happened, and then they said, don't worry, it won't happen again. What, doesn't everybody have an Xbox? <laughs> uh, I just, I really don't understand what went wrong with them promising it, them putting out a flight for it, where obviously they had it in some sort of working manner. It wasn't perfect, but it was in their capabilities and then they just decided no i actually saw on reddit i don't know how true this is but someone with the original xbox one managed to a glitch to activate local co-op he said the performance wasn't super well but if it was actually managed to work and they actually worked on it then why did they cancel it they realized it was too good and they don't want halo to be good anymore I mean, I could believe it, too, because Halo 3 had that bug where you're only supposed to be able to do two people local, I think, but you could do up to four. We did or that at least before. three or four people yeah, so local it was using three. a glitch. It was three, yeah, I remember. We but you couldn't that. play the second half of the game when they had the Cortana yeah. pop up. Yeah, any of the missions that had, like, somebody, like, talking to you, like, through your mind, like, with Cortana or, like, uh, Gravemind, you couldn't do it. It'd glitch out. But it was so close to actually working. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't just, like patch it or something honestly i'm pretty sure the budget uh consists of two pennies a string and a paper clip and somebody ate the paper clip yeah who would eat the paper clip didn't um they say something about the budget for halo infinite being like something ridiculous or something like that i mean probably an infinite budget yeah i remember early on i don't remember the number but i remember it was something they were like bragging about like oh we're putting this much money in halo infinite most of it honestly was probably just marketing or something don't worry we're still getting forge at least eventually eventually one day correct me if the 10 year plan yeah so we have 10 years 10 years yeah that's how they're going to make the game last 10 years it'll take 10 years for it to finish slowly drip feed content that was uh big brain yep that in all the past halos you were given it on launch day, but now it's oh, got to wait 10 years for it. Yeah. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I did hear uh, they, 343 had a few partner studios they kept cycling through to help them out with development. I don't know how true that is. That's what I heard. I haven't really heard anything about that myself, mm-hmm. so I couldn't put any word in on that. Okay. Also, it's um, just... If they did have anybody helping them, though, they didn't do a very good job anyway. <laughs> uh it's just, what happened? I mean, they even like uh, pushed it back a year. It was probably just to make the graphics look better, because that was everyone was saying like how the graphics looked like, yeah. uh, last gen or whatever. Cra- poor Craig, he was protecting us from like the disappointment. There's so. a Greg rock in the game, right? Where if you go to a certain rock, it's in his the shape it's of his face ta- or something. Oh, it's a tower. Oh, where, a tower. Where apparently he's a famous singer. Yeah, but I think the rock is a different thing. I think he was oh. talking about. Do you mean like, like you know the 
the Easter egg when you get to the top of that tower. There's like a little uh, homage homage to like a crag or something where there's like yeah I came across that it was on yeah on top of a very tall tower. There's like a poster for Craig doing a tour or something. Yeah, no, that I didn't see. You didn't see that? No, I didn't see that. I think uh, one of the skulls might have been hidden up there, yes, too. Yes, there's yeah. a skull up there, too. It's just such a shame because Halo Infinite could have been so good. Yeah, the shooting been. feels really tight. The grappling hook is amazing. Yeah. The open world could be fun if there was <sighs> more to it. I'm not a big fan of the open world. It's just one environment. just spread It's out. just kind of extra chores to do to unlock upgrades to your equipment and shield and stuff. But the... The grappling hook is definitely what made the game, like, actually good for me. Yeah. Despite all its failings, the campaign is fun just because I can pretend I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, and it's just, why does it make sense for Master Chief, who is very strict, all about completing the mission, to go off do some side thing, like destroying towers of grunt, just yelling into, like, a microphone? Like, what does that help? Yeah, I didn't really like the side quests, and the environment is just the same environment over and over again. I I think it uh, having an open world in Halo hurts more than it helps. It's you can no longer replay missions, and oh. it's just a bunch of like fighting the same enemies over and over again. When you fight bosses, it's just a bullet sponge of an enemy that you yeah. already fight with the name. Speaking of not being able to replay missions, you know there's at least one skull in one of the missions before you unlock the open world. So yeah. if you miss that skull, you have to restart the entire game to get every skull. Now with the online multiplayer co-op update <clears throat> they are supposed to be enabling mission replay with that one i believe yeah. you know about a year after the game came out yeah. a basic feature that was in every halo game before this it's basically i feel like it's something going on with the whole gaming industry where it's just like they're trying to get as much money from us while doing as little work as possible that do be how businesses work That's right now it's basically like, okay, we can get people playing longer by making it look like, oh, we're adding all this new extra stuff, so we can't get some of these core features in that time, but if you're patient with us, we'll get them in. When in actuality, it's just like, you know what, if we don't put these features in, maybe we could, uh, people who, who stop playing, just like trick them into replaying, thinking we actually care. I yeah, mean, and I in general, like... like the open world aspect in Halo Infinite just felt like a way for them to try to pad out gameplay time without putting in a lot of extra yeah. like absolutely writing. agreed yeah. uh, just a huge chore a lot of the stuff they have you do in like open world games and i don't think halo needed that it's they're, they're chasing a fad because you know, every game nowadays have to be open world crafting and they just want to like cash in on that just like people did with battle royales just like people did with first-person shooters and with 3d platforms they did put a battle royale in halo infinite in one of the updates wait yeah. they did yeah is it any good uh, I, seen, I, I haven't really heard much about it like at all i've seen like clips of it online i've seen gameplay of it it's a bit different it's not like you all jump down from like a plane and then like run to find weapons what you do is to get better weapons and to get more shields you have to kill enemies that's basically what it is Okay, so eh, it's just more Halo. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's not a big like ooh battle royale thing, but it's not like a big bad thing. Like, I, oh no, they're kind of like going to a battle royale fad. It's just kind of there. I, I think the best way to describe the gameplay from what I've seen, it looks like they mix a uh, gun game with the battle royale, because you get a new weapon when you get enough kills. I mean, it. Uh, I'd try it. 
Yeah. It's probably not going to be great because nothing in Halo Infinite is really great. And but can we just talk about for a second how they wanted to pare down the sandbox so they didn't want repeat weapons, but most of the weapons are just worse versions of each other? Like, how many different versions of Battle Rifle do we have? We have that uh, one. What is that called, Nick? Do you remember the one Battle Rifle with basically a DMR that uh, Commando? That yeah, Commando. Yeah, the commando just feels worse to use in most cases compared to the battle rifle. And how about what they did to your car carbine, Nick? <laughs> that was the best gun in all of Halo, and now we have the stalker rifle. It seems it's like terrible. Each Halo game, they're just getting rid of classic weapons. Like, the plasma rifle hasn't been in the game since Reach. And even then, it was, it was barely in multiplayer. Instead, you had the plasma repeater. And uh, Halo 4, they got rid of it and included the storm rifle as the Covenant assault rifle but at least in infinite they have like the pulse carbine i think it is which in at least in campaign is fairly effective at taking off shields and stuff the sentinel beam is the best weapon campaign i have yet to see it in multiplayer maybe i missed oh it. the special variant of the sentinel beam is actually ridiculous i've deleted bosses in like two seconds <laughs> with it it's so fun Oh, and I really hate how, like, all the talk I hear about the infinite bosses online are either bosses don't belong in Halo, or what are you talking about? Bosses belong in Halo, have you played Halo 2, but no one wants to talk about that they're just bullet sponges in this game. There's no creativity to them. There's no story to them either. It's like, oh, here's this uh, brute with a lot of health, and he has a name. Go kill him. But in, like, Halo 2, it'd be like, here's uh, Tartarus, the leader of the brutes that... The whole game you've been uh interacting with him and he's been doing bad stuff and you get to fight him at the end and the actual story bosses are all idiots like the first uh elite boss who you introduce as soon as you kill him he's literally just a sword elite who's invisible with a lot of health who can kill you if you just walk in a straight line but instead he just like strafes the whole time just well yeah but these are the highly trained special operative spartan killers Yes. You just don't understand their tactics. Yeah. Special training. Hey, if you have a sword, don't get close to the enemy. That's what they'll. That's what they want you to think. That you, you actually want a long range attack with the sword. The campaign just doesn't even feel like a Halo game. There's no real story to it. All the cutscenes are so boring. It's just you talking to this random brute. Who for the longest time, I thought it was the leader of the bad guys, but I guess he wasn't. I, I don't know who even. Like, who is he? Why is he talking to you the whole game? And he, he's talking, like, all this, like, tough guy stuff to you, but at the end, he's just a normal enemy, and he doesn't really do anything. They copied the Tartarus fight, too, with, like, how he gets shields, and you gotta get rid of the shields first before you eat him. Yeah, everyone loved Tartarus, and so why not Tartarus, too? <laughs> but, uh, oh, just, everything about it is just so bad. And the, I don't know if it's, and also, like, not even on game, like, like not even, like, with the sandbox or, like, the AI enemies, but... Just with how the game is put together it feels like they literally just put together with like what glue and like duct tape it's like how many times do you like melee somebody and you just go right through their body or like with the grav hammer it's like the weirdest there's times where it feels like it's like super op and there are other times it feels like it doesn't hit anybody at all yeah like the net code in the multiplayer is especially egregious in this game it just doesn't work sometimes all the better that all the weapons are just awful there's not a single iconic weapon in the game the only one really worth using is the battle rifle multiplayer other than that i don't know i don't like using any of the weapons even the power weapons like the hydra or whatever and some other stuff like there is 
something that you shoot and it just makes a big fire and i don't know i don't i usually use it and then it doesn't do anything and then i just kind of lose <laughs> and like 343 has it in them to make really cool interesting power weapons in halo 4 the binary rifle the incineration cannon the saw they were all really fun to use but they didn't return a single one of them i want to say halo 4 slightly underrated I know everyone kind of like, uh, it's like it's bad and stuff, but the multiplayer wasn't too bad. I liked how all the starting weapons were good to use because since you can pick your own weapon, they want to make it worth it for you to pick it. So it's like the assault rifle is actually like really good in that game. I got a perfection with it. It was one of the best implementations of it, I think. But it's, and you still have like power weapons still better to use. So it's not like they got rid of use of the other weapons. So you just use star weapon. They just made it worth having a starter weapon. The binary rifle. Oh my goodness, that was such a fun weapon. Uh, yeah, I really like the fact that it still redisintegrated any anybody with one shot, and then, like the long reload time and the extra bullets mean you still had to like plan carefully. It's like, well, and the fact they could see where you're aiming. Yeah, there was the little like red light follow. And that's why the Master Chief Collection will always be better than Halo Infinite. They're still updating it because they know that's what people want to play. Nobody wants to play Halo Infinite. I am really happy that they're always trying to use it to promote another game. So they're not trying to put in all that like weird stuff in. Like all the different microtransactions and all the lazy netcode in it. Recently 343 did ask if uh, people want microtransactions in uh, the Master Chief Collection. Yeah, but the way the Master Chief Collection is set up. Hopefully it's not you spend $5 to get a specific color that you can use on a specific one set of armor. Rather, it's I'm sure that unlocking they, more customization I'm, for everything. That's why I don't. I hope like people say no with that. Because, yeah, but like, I, I don't know. I'm sure if they did add it, they would find ways to do stuff like that. That, that would just disappoint people, make it they worse. They just don't even need the microtransactions since they have already have the way of introducing all the cosmetics through the battle pass. I think at, at this point doing it or the season pass i guess they call it which i think you can freely switch between them and you don't have to pay for them or anything you just unlock stuff as you play and you can choose which one they never expire can you choose which one you're working on yes or? yes you can. Yeah. um you, you get and microtransactions at this point is just them trying to be like okay let's introduce the same content but this time give us money for it we would like more of that money i mean i feel like the good way for them to put in microtransactions that doesn't make everyone angry if they just have an optional thing where you can buy points for the battle pass like if someone doesn't play a lot but they like yeah playing Halo, i could easily can, accept like, that give them like a dollar anywhere between one to five dollars to get a head start on, on the battle passes i mean yeah that would make sense it would make it so that people that are playing the game don't feel cheated as long as they keep adding more seasons to the game, which I thought they said they were done, but I kind of hope they keep adding more stuff. They, I don't know, I think if they added, like, even, like, a fair microtransaction system, it would eventually grow to be, like, unfair and unfun to eventually, like, oh, I remember when I could just play, uh, play the game and eventually unlock this, but now it's like, oh, gotta pay money for it. Yeah. Remember when you bought a video game and you actually have everything in there? You didn't have to wait for endless amount of roadmaps and, like, deal and like DLC announcements, you just had a full game with a lot of content. Yeah, and I mean, it does depend a little bit on the game format, like with the Master Chief Collection over time, they're adding in more and more stuff that wasn't originally in those games. Which you um, can toggle off. And so I understand they can't eternally develop more and more content without getting some more money out of it somehow, which is why I think paying for skipping through the season pass and stuff is totally okay. But then, yeah, back on, like, Halo Infinite, that's, like, your standard 
Halo experience where you buy it, you get the campaign, you get the multiplayer. Um, but instead of like in Halo Reach, you just play the game, you get your little credits, and then you use those credits to buy your armor pieces and customizations and stuff. And, and instead, spend some now money they're for like, the color oh, blue. how about you give us like fifteen dollars for like a colored armor? Honestly, Halo Reach had the best progression and customization out of any Halo. Absolutely, definitely. Like if Halo Four never came around, I probably would have still been like playing that for like all, throughout the lifespan of Halo Four. They uh, recently added uh, the option to hijack hunters in Halo Reach in the Master Chief Collection. Oh, hijack a hunter! Wow. Yeah, that was uh, in cut content in the files, and I guess they just added it. Wait, how does that work? Um, I'm not sure. I think I read online you need to activate the bandana skull. <laughs> I think I don't know if you have to shoot at like get rid of their back armor or whatever first. Uh, but then you it's like hijacking a vehicle. You just hold down like the X button or whatever. And then you jump on, and, you know. Isn't it great how the Master Chief Collection is getting all this really fun stuff added to it? Meanwhile, they can't even add split-screen co-op to the main <laughs> flag franchise. Flagship? Flagship, thank you. I forgot the word for a second. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just, I, I don't know how this, like, get messed up so badly. It's like... They either uh, just don't play Halo, or they just don't care. Because what they're doing is, it's not just trying to, like, uh add something to Halo or, like, uh, uh, modernize it a bit. It's just completely changing it. I mean, well, at least they're not changing our good old Call of Duty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the problem. It's just... I, I'm... Like, it feels like each game series, like, new game series is now, like, just like the last one, but slightly worse. That's what it feels like to me. Yeah, I think they had a pretty good breakthrough with the Modern Warfare remake, or whatever you want to call that reboot or do, something. Do you mean the 2019? 2019 they Modern did. Warfare. That was actually quite enjoyable for yeah, me. I really liked story mode. But then the games that came out after that one were just kind of worse versions of it. How about the Black Ops reboot? The one where it, it's like a prequel? It's something? so funny. I they I think originally it was going to be like a uh, reboot. So they got uh they did, they fired the actor for Woods and they got somebody else who sounds just like the original actor so maybe that's that's why i kind of think maybe it was going to be a reboot but then it's just the sequel to the original so they just got rid of the actor for like no reason uh, uh it could also be they didn't want to pay him as much they felt like oh like want to get someone like cheaper maybe um, oh yeah once they get big enough or they're important enough in a certain like you know game or show or something they have more like bargaining yeah. like ground to work with yeah lots of times uh companies they'll just fire the actor rather than like pay them more um i think also with uh cold war it was uh originally being handled by sledgehammer games but they were like it was a mess or something so then they gave it to treyarch which i think part of the reason is why it feels so like just bad it, cold war it's not that it's bad per se it just it feels like the most vanilla unexpired call of duty ever like, it feels like it doesn't have an identity. It's just more Call of Duty, but with health bars. A funny thing is, um, they added, like, a callable nuke kill streak for the first time, like a Treyarch game. But what it does is, it doesn't end the game like a Moab does. But, like, the original nuke, it kills everybody, including yourself and your teammates. Then what's the point if it doesn't end the game? Uh, and probably, if, uh, you get a callable nuke, you're probably doing really well. So it's probably stopping everybody's streaks to make it easier on the enemy team. 
Well, it's just giving yourself a handicap. Being like, you know what? I'm doing too good. I don't want to end this game with no deaths. If you call it in, it stops anyone else from calling in a nuke and it takes them off their streaks. And the funniest thing, speaking of streaks, that game they have like um, streaks uh, you still get points towards. Like It's like support streaks. Like when uh, you wouldn't like lose your progress when you die, you like uh, still get, you get point multiplier for the higher streak you get on. So, like, it comes a certain point in the match where everyone's just calling in, like, low streaks, and it's just, like, it's a little annoying. Yeah. Uh, so, what is you guys' favorite Call of Duty, anyway? Like, if you had to say. I mean, I have a soft spot in my Black heart Ops for too. Modern Warfare 2, although I don't think trying to play it now, like, the gameplay doesn't quite hold up as well, but, at, you know, for the time, that was by far my favorite. I'm really torn. Black Ops 2 and Modern Warfare 3 both did so much right that I don't know which one of the two I would play before the other one. So I guess they're tied. It's my two favorite Call of Duties. Um, I vote for Black Ops 2 and I break the tie. Oh. Black Ops 2 is so good. The weapons, the streaks, everything about it. And when they put in like uh, microtransactions for camo, uh, nowadays when you buy a camo, it's only for one weapon. That's it. It can't be used for any other weapon. But back then, when you get it, it could be used for any weapon so you can get like the alien camo whatever it was called and just put anything you want wow they actually gave you a decent value yes and it was, everything about it was just so fun the campaign i, I could go on and on about black the Ops zombies too. yes that too i would have to say modern warfare 2 probably mostly nostalgia i feel like that's a call of duty i played the most it's like iconic it reinvented call of duty and what we know well about today. technically call of duty 4 modern warfare Reinvented they reinvented it, and the Modern reinvented. Warfare 2 well, expanded upon that, and, and then Modern, Modern Warfare, Warfare 3 took perfected it, it. And then Black Ops 2 uh, it was like the pinnacle yeah. of everything they added to that generation. Of how many games basically just straight up uh, copied the create a class and like the score streak system from Black Ops 2 without actually reinvent re, uh, doing anything to it, like at all? Like a lot. I know, like uh, Black Ops 3, Infinite Warfare, World War 2, even Black Ops 4. And I might be forget Advanced Warfare too, basically. I, I don't know. I just feel like most shooters nowadays are just kind of like, eh, just like money grabs. Yeah, even Modern Warfare twenty nineteen, you can't really see anything. I can see why people say they like it more than some of the other stuff that came around it, but I still think it's inferior to like the older Call of Duties. Oh, I absolutely! It it's nice that you can play it on a modern console, and it looks better than those games probably do now but it's still just not as good as the other ones are i would say the story mode though is really good but in actuality who like considers story mode for call of duty the most important thing the people who wrote the story don't work on call of duty anymore a lot of the ideas they had for a sequel was put into warzone and then even then it was like changed around a lot so the sequel to the reboot is made by like other people, I think. Written by other people, I think. That makes me not happy. Um, and I think they fired the actor for Ghost, which was funny because Ghost wasn't in the actual like campaign; he was just in Warzone. But oh. it, it's going to be a different actor. I don't know if they're bringing back the original. I kind of hope they do, because he's like iconic. Yeah, I don't know. I, honestly, I feel like like one FPS. I really feel like that. A good example of how like FPS has felt really down is uh, Time Splitters Future Perfect, which really is the f 
perfect FPS. I always say that. Uh, one thing with skin-wise, you can play in multiplayer as any uh, character model. Like, if there's a character model in the game, you can play as it. And that includes a monkey. Yes. Like, not even a special monkey, just, just a monkey. Three different types of monkeys, like three or four. Like, there's Terminator monkey, or is it Robocop monkey? It's like Robot monkey, Something like monkey, that. and yeah. a few different other ones. Yeah. Uh, you can play as a gingerbread man. Um, yeah, there's a lot of characters. <laughs> you just... You can play as, like, every single minion in the game. Yes, every enemy. I think every just, like, uh, person you run into in the game, you could, like, play as them. And they all have, like, their own, like, uh, dialogue and, like, stuff like that. It's a lot yeah. of fun. And you can also play as some characters from the previous game. Can you imagine a game coming out that day with, like, a hundred different skins? Like, for free? Can yeah. You, is that you, can that even happen nowadays? No, they gotta charge you for it. Everything that that you would get for $60, now you need to pay extra for it. And, you, and they just drip feed it to you and you gotta get through like battle passes and bundles oh, and microtransactions. By, by the way, uh, the new Call of Duty coming out still you still <clears throat> isn't uh, cross-generation, at least for PlayStation. If you want to play it on your uh, PS4 and PS5, you have to upgrade to the cross-gen bundle. How much is the upgrade for the cross-gen bundle? I don't know. My internet stopped working when I was going to look that up. Yeah. But funny thing is, I heard about the, um, like, Ultimate Edition. I forget what they're calling it. It's, like, the $100 edition. You know, you get all this extra stuff. Well, you actually, well, you don't actually get much stuff. Like, some stuff it gives you is, um, it gives you a Battle Pass, like, tier skip, which you're just uh, paying to play the game less at that point. And I'm thinking if you're buying, like, the $100 edition, you're probably going to play it a lot, so I don't see the point in that. I... You get like some skins and stuff that you'll probably put on for a little bit and then not use ever again after you buy the newest skins or bundles or whatever. And you get to play the game early, and I think that's just about it that you get from that. Uh, but that reminds me of the Overwatch 2, uh, I think, Founders Bundle? I forget what it's called. Well, basically, uh, you get... It was a bit better where you get like the first season... Pa- pass and then you get enough coins to buy another season pass which i assume you can use that coin to also buy skins and the one thing uh that also came with it was a little weird was guarantee access to beta because for those you didn't know the beta you had to uh you had to submit on their website to uh get into the beta almost everyone did by the end but it wasn't guaranteed you get in right away and that would be for like the guarantee you guys try and like get people to spend a little money if they're on the fence but it just didn't really seem worth it you know, they need to release the multiplayer for Modern Warfare 2. They remastered the campaign. They did say, uh, I remember earlier there was, when they uh, when they said there's no multiplayer remaster, that they're adding all the maps into Modern Warfare 2019. But they ended up obviously not doing that. But there's been a leak that um, in the two-year plan, since uh, they're not making a Call of Duty for the year after the, this one comes out, um, that they're going to add all the maps that were in Modern Warfare 2 into the game. I hope so. I think the map selection is one of the things people don't really think about too much, but I also believe that's a large part of what makes uh, what makes some of these games feel so much better than others. Because in some some video games, you know, almost every time a map comes up in multiplayer, you're like, oh, not that map. Uh, games where like you know most of the maps are fun to play on and you, there's only like one or two that you really dread that's a much better situation that's probably my biggest complaint with the new call of duties it seems like they can't like just get the maps right they're not like as fun or iconic as they used to be i'll take like any of the 
worst maps that Black Ops 2 has to offer over like any of the original new maps that just came out recently. Like Cold War, I remember it had like this ship map where you were like two different uh, ships you were on. You can go between them. It was just so bad. Like most of it was open space where you could easily get sniped. And it just felt so bad to play on. You, oh, you mean boarding you, action from Halo Combat Evolved? <laughs> which I was just about going to bring I'm, up was a great map. Why didn't done they, so well. Why didn't they ever bring that back? That seems like a really fun like action sack game where like they make one team spawn on one side and one the other. And they don't let you move to other sides. Like they yeah. take away the teleporters. And they give everyone sniper rifles. That sounds like really fun. We've been talking about that since middle school. Yeah, we need more like... And stuff like Halo, take advantage of the space aspect more without it just being like some cheesy low gravity gimmick. Make some cool like actual ships in space, like going between the ships and just cool action based on that. Not to talk about Infinite a lot, but I'm not a big fan of the maps, honestly. They're pushing... What maps? (laughs) They're pushing for more competitive play. I think that's what a lot of games are leaning towards more the competitive side. And they're kind of leaving like casual behind, so they do something like uh, up the skill-based matchmaking and just call it a day. Um, the I remember hearing uh, one of the creators of the original Halo multiplayer saying, at its core, it was meant to be like a party game. Like you, you could give everyone all these weapons and like have all this fun. Like you could mess with the settings and stuff and do all this fun stuff. But nowadays, the, the folk, uh, some one of the people working the multiplayer, are saying at its core, Halo is a competitive game. So now they're just focused more so on the competitive aspect, and they're kind of forgetting the fun, really. Yeah, and I think the more memorable times playing Halo is when we're playing like really stupid custom games, like the one where we have like several times speed multiplier and gravity hammers, and just send each other flying oh, off yeah. the map. I find that like more fun than some of the try hard online competitive aspects of it yeah i or like nick you used to create a lot of custom games and stuff and they were all super successful super fun and none of them sucked at all i swear <laughs> yeah whatever you say but, but like that's kind of i talk a lot of smack about halo 3 but that is something that it did really well is the custom games and the ability to make custom games was really really fantastic but if you wanted to play competitively and seriously, they had something for that too. I don't understand why they couldn't keep that duality in Halo and had to drop the fun aspect to make every, it solely competitive. Every multiplayer game needs like a casual playlist and a ranked playlist. And then the casual stuff like looser SBMM and just focusing more on like fun game modes while like the ranked they can they can focus on like uh, banning certain weapons or maybe only having certain maps that like make sure everything's fair yeah like with halo focusing more on competitive play you can kind of see it when you go back and play action action sack in the master chief collection with halo 3 i mean like nick you know we always end up getting the same fiesta over and over and like every once in a while we'll get a create game mode we used to play old time that show up old time the old action sack on xbox live on halo 3 and it's just like ridiculous I mean, you barely even get Griffball anymore. It's always Fiesta or some sort of bare minimum change to Slayer or it's Capture the Flag. Halo 3's action sack was so creative. I don't know if it's because since it was the first time they like put in Forge, they just went wild with it and had fun with it. But like, uh, it had like all these creative game modes. There was uh, I remember the 
uh, invisible, like uh, where you had to plant the bomb and like you, like the bomb carrier was invisible. I don't, I don't. Ninja lose. assault. Yeah, I think that was it. I remember having a lot of fun with that dodgeball, sumo wrestling. Yeah. Um, Zeus. V yeah, Zeus. I forget what was the name of the game type. I think we always forget because Zeus was the name. Him, was it Hang 'em High? Hang 'em High was the name of another map. I was about to was say it, that too. Was it? It's either protect the VIP or protect the president or something. You no, know? it was. It was a VIP game mode where uh, the VIP had to get to certain uh, uh, places on the map, and the people stopping them were like way up high in the sky, like super high up, and they were only given like snipers and a sparring laser, and you had to like kill the VIP and stop him from like scoring points. And it was super fun. I don't know. We got that like once or twice in the Master Chief Collection. And it was glorious. Oh, I didn't know it was even still around. I didn't think they brought it over. You weren't playing with us when we got it. Yeah. Oh. Poor it, Zach. It's just so dumb. Like, why would you have it called Action Sack and just have the game, same one or two game modes out of like the hundred you have show up? When Halo Reach dropped, it was based... I remember one Action Sack game mode was just as you get kills, your character would go on fire. And I think that'd be it. I think... I don't know if you would get a point multiplier if you were on fire, but it was very boring. It was literally just Slayer. Yeah. Like, is that what people prefer? Do people see the weird ones and be like, no, I just want to shoot people? I remember Halo 4 at Tiny Slayer. That one was kind of fun. I think that was brought up by a glitch. And there was Binary Slayer I also really liked. I think Action Sack basically needs to be like Mario Party mini games. Yes. Just like short, silly game modes where it sort of goes against what you would commonly do in the game. You mean you don't just want to play Slayer, but everyone spawns in with either gravity hammer, swords, or snipers, or shotguns? Oh boy, yeah, power weapons, that's fun. Uh, instead of trying to push other people off a small platform in your warthog. Sumo wrestling. Halo 3, I know I said it. But Halo 3 is such a good action sack. Or like the game modes where you would be trying to climb up a ramp and they're dropping down like exploding barrels and stuff. And it's totally chaotic and random and just fun. Oh, didn't, Nick, you create a map like that for Halo Reach, isn't it? Where we have to climb to the top when like a bunch of explosive vehicles are like flying down the ramp. Remember yeah, it was like a heart. But it was basically you were trying to walk through like a hurricane or whatever was my yeah. thought process on it. That it was fun. Honestly, uh, if, if Halo Infinite had more games modes like that, I think it would be a lot better. Well, eventually it will, you know? Another plan. year, when we have Forge, it'll take another year for them to fully drop everything to be available in Forge. And another year after that until we figure out how to use Forge. And another and year we'll after that. Fun games in another year. Yeah. Another year after that when they figure out how to uh, make us pay money for Forge. <laughs> And another Somehow. year after that, when they actually learn how to make the playlist. I wouldn't and be poof, surprised if they had you, like, uh, buy microtransactions for, like, certain items in Forge or something. Like, you can only have maybe, like, this block or something. Like, if you pay, like, $5. Or if you can only have this ship, if you pay, like, $10 or something. Uh, by, by the way, I remember, like, remember when everyone used to, like, defend this game, get really angry when you complained about it? Same thing happened with Marvel for 2019. Anybody, any little criticism... Like, people would just go ballistic online and just, like, how dare you say that? Just do this. Or, it's a it's free game. Why are you complaining? It's I don't know. It's, and, like, with Modern Warfare 2019, I, I haven't seen so many people, like, defend camping in Call of Duty. It's usually the opposite, where people are so sensitive, sensitive to it. Like, they'll complain if someone just, like, sits in a corner to just, like, reload or something. Like, oh, you're camping. You, uh, you killed me twice in the same spot. You're camping. But now it's, oh, uh, don't run around, like, a... Uh, or a chicken missing its head, or uh, 
just adapt to play tactical you know it's this is a fun realism thing or something well now that camping is a feature they're legally required to defend it they actually like brag about like hiding spots on maps nowadays on like call of duty it's it's a mess yeah I mean, we've had fun. Remember in Modern Warfare 2019 when we were in that, like, little house and you just kept slapping down the claymores or yes, something? Yeah, but that's, like, the only way you can have fun in that game. It's it's not fun trying to, like, run around because then other people are just going to slap around claymores and, like, hide in those little rooms. Yeah, it's not. It's probably not fun to be on the other side of it, but when you're in there, that that was pretty fun. But it's kind of unfair to the other players yeah. then. Honestly, with the whole defending thing, I feel like that's a weird stigma in, like, the video game fandom as a whole, where if anyone complains, a bunch of people come out of nowhere and be like, oh, gamers are such complainers, just shut up and play, or don't buy it then. It's like, dude, like, this million-dollar company is trying to convince me to spend money on their product, and I would like to actually buy a product that I like. So wouldn't it be better to tell them, hey, I don't like this, so they can change it? There are people out there who just don't like critics at all. Like, they don't, like, yes, they have that, like, mentality. Like, if you don't like it, just don't play it. Just don't watch it. Or, and if you complain about it, they'll say, well, uh, maybe it's made for kids. Or maybe it's this or that or uh, whatever. They'll, they'll give all these excuses and just really don't like it when people complain about something. I'm almost convinced that a lot of these, not just video game, but media company in general, hire people as, like, secret members of their, like, uh, um, what was that called? Uh, like advertising department or whatever? Oh, marketing. Uh, marketing. <laughs> they have people go in just to be like, why are you complaining? <laughs> Seems like this this point. Like, I hope they're getting paid. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, like, especially with Halo Infinite, you remember when they did the air quotes beta, uh, where it was essentially like a week before the game came out, like, oh, you can play the beta for free right now, a week before the game came out. And every little complaint was met with, well, it's a beta. It's going to be fixed, you know, when the game officially releases tomorrow. That's a funny thing. Whenever, like, a beta is, like, released, everyone's like, it's a beta. They'll fix it. But, like, it doesn't matter if your problem is just, like, with something major with the game itself that would take a major overhaul that they're obviously not going to change. It's not something as simple as, well, this gun does too much damage. It needs to be nerfed. It's, oh, I don't really like uh, the gunplay here. I don't really like the movement here. And it's, well, it's a beta. I'm sure they'll fix it. And it's like most most open betas are really just fancy way of saying demos because like you're not gonna no game company is gonna find all their major problems in open beta that's done a month before the game comes out. That's just to test servers if anything, and for just more publicity. Well, with the next uh, Call of Duty, um, I did hear there Dead Silence is still not a perk like Modern Warfare 2019, and they're uh, making they're improving the sound. And one of the examples I gave is that you can hear footsteps better. And, like, you can hunt down people. Like, I feel like they've them. said that a couple times already now. Yeah, you remember when previous you games? Did turtle beaches to hear footsteps? Yeah. yeah, those were the days. Yeah. But a huge problem with Marvel 2019 is that your footsteps are really loud. So it makes so when you move around, like, anybody can just hear you. But now they're, they're bragging about that they're uh, making it, the problem even worse. And there's this, um... I forget the guy's name, but he always po he's like a professional player, and he always posts every year. This basically this Call of Duty is amazing. This one coming up is going to be the best one yet. Uh, and he said in a stream that his sources told him uh, this next Call of Duty is going to be bad. Wow. Well, to be fair, he did say that he heard that Vanguard's going to be the best Call of Duty yet, or something. So oh. maybe he's so maybe he he was wrong about that. So maybe he's wrong about this. 
And this is the Modern Warfare 2 reboot, right? Yes, but I... it What I've heard, it basically sounds like uh, Modern Warfare 2019 with better graphics. So uh, I mean, you, the graphics were already good enough. Yeah. There's a, I'd rather have some gameplay improvements, better maps. Cause a lot of the maps know. in that game were... Don't you yeah. love how in Call of Duty, before they go out to war, they purposely put these like metal tap dancing shoes on their feet and then like stomp around everywhere as loud as they can? I don't understand why the footsteps are so I mean, loud. to be fair, like somebody actually loaded up with tactical equipment and stuff is going to be weighted up with... Like, isn't it something like 80 to 100 pounds of extra gear... So they they would be pretty heavy and running around okay. pretty hard, but for gameplay doesn't have to match real life. Yeah. And if there's not a whole lot to say for the footstep thing besides it that it promotes people not moving using their feet, which would mean people just kind of camp around and then whoever is moving is at the disadvantage because everybody knows where they are and just saying uh sorry to interrupt you but if the footsteps are loud enough for anybody and everyone to hear it it doesn't become tactical anymore it's just uh yeah it's just i guess it where you can't be tactical anymore because you can't be like oh i'm gonna sneak i'm gonna crouch walk behind this guy and the guy's like oh i hear footsteps immediately turn around and shoot you they could pull something interesting where like your loadout would have an effect on like basically have a weight that you have and like the heavier equipment you have the more like you can hear your footsteps and then you can opt to go for more lightweight gear um maybe sacrifice a couple equipments and then your footsteps would be significantly quieter but that just seems like going too far we're not going for a realistic military sim like arma or something like that we just want our arcade shooter where we can just kind of goof around i feel like i haven't had like a good call of duty that i really like in a really long time the last one i really liked was black ops 3 afterwards i didn't really care for world war 2 black ops 4 modern for 2019 Cold War or Vanguard. I will say Black Ops 3 was really underrated. Everyone, like, automatically hated it because it had the whole, like, moving Yeah, the advanced movement, yeah. I mean, yeah, the game before, what was it called? Infinite Warfare was... Advanced Warfare, advanced I think it was before. Or whatever. Was, was actually kind of bad with that. I know people were tiring of everybody trying to copy, like, Titanfall, but Black Ops 3 actually did do it pretty good, in my opinion. It did. The multiplayer was really fun. All the weapons, the streaks, everything was very fun. It felt like a good uh sequel to black ops 2 the campaign was really lacking i'm not sure what they're going for with that it was kind of confusing and kind of just boring at the same time i do think people also overlook before call of duty went on its streak of like crazy movement double jump wall running stuff the last boots on ground call of duty i think was ghosts yes that's one that gets like super overlooked but i actually did enjoy that one too um, and having, like, the Aliens game mode instead of Zombies was at least interesting. Um, having the weird thing where you could just, like, get a kill streak and become Michael Myers or whatever was so silly, but it was also amazing at the same time. And then they had some cool maps. They um, had the best DLC maps in the series. I mean... Hands down. They had... I really like the, um, the remake of Shipment. In every game now, when they put in Shipment, it's only changed slightly, and it's still, like, a bunch of shipping boxes but they changed it to like a game show where it's like um you, if when you get those like uh streaks you can get like a random uh like random stuff happening uh they'll have it where they'll uh drop a bunch of care packages throughout the arena 
and they made it slightly bigger and they put in like some side areas so it's not just like super confined like in all the other shipments yeah. i mean i do understand a few of the maps were a little too big for the player size but overall it was a lot better game than people said it was the um customization of your of your uh perks was really interesting uh each perk instead of just having like one from like uh three sections or whatever uh they would uh you would be given a maximum amount of points and it's kind of similar to the pick 10 system but it was still different like uh different perks would be worth different points so like um scavenger would be worth more than the one that just has you start with extra ammo so like you can kind of pick well i'll just pick the one that i start with more ammo and then uh get some other perks or something i remember there was there was one perk that was worth like five points and it was every bullet has a chance of doing extra damage that was a fun one yeah. it was actually about trying to be fun which was video games should be and then it also had a fully fleshed out campaign that told a really interesting story that left off on a cliffhanger <laughs> that they're never going to resolve. Yeah, I, I understand why people kind of don't like the cliffhanger because you know hunting with the bad guy getting a bullet. Go right yeah, him. They, I guess a lot of people feel like he kind of terminated the shot, which I guess they would have explained in the sequel maybe, but they felt like he should have died there, and this doesn't make me feel fun campaign. Though. Yeah, like, not, he was a very interesting villain. Like I would say, with most Call of Duties, the villain is normally kind of like in the background, not really like too much of a character yeah i've noticed that with a lot of the recent call of duties the bad guy is just some generic like foreigner or something and it's just like he, he doesn't really do anything interesting he's just there to be the bad guy yeah but i feel like making the bad guy an ex-member of your squad was a really good and unique idea for call of duty that was and that. not just an ex-member of your squad one that is constantly present in the story yes and he pulled a bane uh like that I, was the best part I, of the game i remember zach didn't see like the dark knight First, like rises before he like played that do you remember that not really probably I, because i didn't understand it at the time we i remember we rented the movie and when we got when we got to that scene you're like oh yeah it is just like yeah ghost. was it like this the stadium scene no it was the, the airplane, airplane scene, scene. Like in the uh, game of the movie. oh okay i that kind of rings a bell now yeah the funniest thing i don't know did they t did they uh base it off of like uh dark knight rises because yes. didn't they Okay. It's like think, a very specific yeah. scenario. I think Call of Duty has a couple of things where yeah. it's like just lifted straight from movies. Uh, Modern Warfare 2. Um, what was the name of that movie where like the Russians invaded and then they followed a uh, group of children who like... The one with uh, Josh Peck? That was the remake, yeah. Red oh. Dawn. They, they, they just took Red Dawn and put it in Modern Warfare 2. In Black Ops, it had a scene from the movie with the Viet Cong. It was... Yeah, like they're pretty cool scenes... Do they do that anymore? Do they reference movies anymore? I don't know. I mean... I haven't really yeah. played enough... I don't even think they put campaigns in the games uh, anymore. They do, unfortunately. Do they? <laughs> oh, no. It's, was it Battlefield that ditched them? I think it was Battlefield. Okay. So, no, yeah. Modern Warfare, I guess, did have a campaign, which oh. I can't remember, but I feel like it was okay. It was. The villain was just your random Russian villain. It wasn't anyone like Makarov or Shepard or any of the past Oh, you villains. mean the called Modern Warfare 2019 yeah one. yeah I don't even remember the bad guy but I Vanguard had like an awful campaign uh one of the writers said uh one thing they're aiming for is to make iconic characters because and I quote Call of Duty does not have iconic characters mm. soap yeah you can just probably name Pierce? a bunch off your head uh, so Price Mason Reznov, Reznov yeah Ghost. uh 
so you can, what happened is is that they got characters that were just like almost parodies of like what they're supposed to be like uh the russian character was just like hated the germans so much and uh you had and that was it that was her whole character um and if what i heard is it felt more like a superhero movie than it did like a world war ii thing vanguard wasn't I, I i keep forgetting that game exists honestly it's nobody likes it i i've not met a single I, I think person i saw a moist it. critical video on it i think he made a video on it i saw somebody's video where it's like it follows like flashback of four world war ii fighters or something yeah I, I don't know but i just know it was not a good game i what i've seen of campaign it doesn't look good multiplayer does not look good it was funniest thing uh there was like uh, a really really overpowerful weapon like the stg they had an attachment that uh increased the size of critical hits so like it, getting somebody like in the shoulder counts as like a headshot or whatever so everyone everyone would like run that and everyone would complain like hey uh sledgehammer do you mind nerfing this this is too powerful everyone's just getting melted like instantly <laughs> just one-shotting everybody um and what happened is not only did it take them really long to like uh patch it but uh, they released in the store several SDG variants with that attachment already equipped. So, like, if you just bought it, you didn't even have to level up your gun. You Pay just to bought win. it. Yep, automatically got it. So they knew it was happening. They were just taking their time because they wanted, I guess, get all the money from, like, microtransactions. Oh, honestly, yeah, people think these companies care about you, about actually making these games fun. They don't. They just care about making money. I mean, I'm not saying the direct developers work on it because... Most people work on project they want it to be good, but the people ahead of them, like the in charge of everything, they just want their money. I, I feel like multiplayer games today, you're just like buying like chances to go to a store. You know how like something like Costco, you need to buy like a membership or something, yeah, to like get in. I feel like that's what it is. You, but instead of buying a membership to a store where you can buy stuff to take it home, you're just buying stuff that you can only use at that store. Yeah, I remember. When I first got Black Ops 4, to me, I'm, I'm just looking at it and it's just a store. There's the battle pass you gotta pay for. There's the maps you gotta pay for. For some reason, they put in a battle pass and like they didn't put in free maps. And then there's all these microtransactions, all these costumes, all these camos. I'm just gonna say, if you have a battle pass, I feel like putting in other microtransactions just seems kind of sleazy. Or just it, it greedy. Yeah. Uh, for $15, you can have this green shopping cart that you can use at our store. Yes, that's how it feels like. I I don't understand. I miss it when like you just spend $60 and then you have everything the game has. Like, all customization, all everything. Like Halo Infinite, for anybody who remembers, when the game first came out, the store prices were atrocious. They were blatantly ripping people off. I don't know that they're... I know they reduced the prices on a lot of stuff. I don't even know that they're good now. But yeah, there was it was... $15 and for like an armor like not I don't think you're like unlocking the armor it's like an armor that you think I already have to have armory core that you or get something? like a color for it, it, or it something I'm not or sure what an armory armor. I'm not core sure. is at this point I still don't know what it is it, basically an armor core instead of like mix, mi mixing and matching like pieces of armor now you have like these sets of armor that can only get certain attachments so and one of the big things Hail Infinite is you had infinite possibilities with like the armor customization. They said that in a video, like on launch day, you had hundreds of options. You did not. As long as you have uh, endless money, then you have endless options. Yeah, like from the f the first event that they ran with like the samurai armor thing, 
I believe that that armor was its own core, so anything you unlock, like the attachments and colors and stuff on that armor, only worked was, on was that only core, for not that. with anything else. And That's I just really want to quickly make this point. When they reduced prices, I guarantee you, when they first set the really high prices, they were just trying to see what they could get away with. Like, they didn't actually think that was fair. They are just like, hey, let's see if people will let us charge as much. Then people start complaining, oh, they don't like it. Let's just shave off a few bucks. Yeah. And I think, yeah, there was even, like, wasn't there like ten dollars for like a stupid little effect coming off your character too? It's I don't know. It's it's stuff that's like not super noticeable. That's honestly not worth much of the money. But I think it's just filler. Just so somebody out there is gonna buy it, so just put it in there. But it's know? all stuff that was free in the previous yes. Halo games. Right. You want the color blue? Well, uh, give me a few bucks. And, and then some of the some of the colors would be almost identical to other ones, which was also something but you couldn't even customize your colors you had to buy specific color palettes for, yes oh that's another big the, issue instead yeah. of being able to do like oh here's our like primary color secondary color energy color and whatnot like, now it's all a preset palette that you're stuck with and you cannot customize well i'm sure if you want a certain palette i'm sure they'll release it in the store and then you can pay like 15 bucks for it that's why a certain palette because they know now they ha it's called hail infinite because they have infinite ways to take your money oh that was one of the i think that was one of the things was on one of the like season battle or battle passes <laughs> or whatever like there was i think two versions of the same thing like the colors are almost identical but the energy color was a slightly different blue <laughs> that was like the carter armor so i think both reach and halo 3 had such good like customization i really like in halo 3 how like uh com doing challenges and like uh completing campaign levels and stuff would unlock armor in like multiplayer and halo reach had so many customization options that all these colors it had all these attachments to all these like armor pieces and you could just mix and match I know so I keep coming back to this, but it really annoys me how people still defend this by saying, you don't need to customize anything. If you want, you don't have to spend a single dime. Just use the default colors and armor. And it's like, okay, but I want to customize my armor. Ever it's been in Halo for so long. Ever since Halo 3, that, yeah, that's been just a thing, like customizing your armor, playing as an elite, which for some reason they didn't bring back. Uh, I remember you customized your elite in Halo 3 and in Halo Reach. I wish they bring back Invasion. Robert Nick, Invasion was our, like our favorite game mode. Invasion still is probably my favorite Halo game mode. I know going back to it sometimes it feels a little broken, but it was just something completely different from the regular Halo experience that was still able to have a competitive edge while also being like a fun arcade-esque mode. Yeah, it was multiple stages while also being asymmetrical. Like each team had different objectives. Yeah, it made it for different. I, I mean, most of the maps were, were good. It's just I think most of the DLC invasion maps were just kind of little like too, what, what would you a little too like favorish of like one side or the other. Yeah, I, one side would definitely have an advantage. I think it was the vanilla, the the maps that shipped with the game. Those are the ones where one side would definitely have an advantage, and I think the DLC ones was slightly better. I think it was the DLC ones because remember the snow map that was just a big circle? That, that was, was the DLC. DLC map. That one felt good. Like, uh, both the Elites and the Spartans had a oh, chance. Oh. While Boneyard, uh, the very first one that they announced, that one was the most unfair towards the Spartans. Oh yeah, the first one where the Elites could just snipe them. How many, yeah, how many, I can't tell you how many times the game would just end right in the beginning because the Spartans couldn't move forward. And the uh, Elites oh. would just, like, spawn, like, uh, camp the spawn. Yeah, and that was... 
unfortunately like one of the cases where i don't remember if it was all the maps or just the invasion maps but they pretty much ripped all the maps out of campaign yes they i like at least i remember for the invasion ones specifically like the spire and the boneyard ones were uh, just straight out of campaign i think and they all were not Reach were. all the maps yeah all the probably. launch halo reach maps at least i don't i think we um see and it's just unfortunately they didn't all work out for this purpose um they made like they were cool maps but when you're making an asymmetrical game mode you have to be very very careful in how everything flows so it doesn't feel too unfair to one side and they didn't fully accomplish that which is why I felt like if they brought it back and they work and they try and legitimately just work on look at what worked and didn't work and try and fix everything, I feel like invasion would be in like everyone's favorite mode. It was still a really cool, memorable mode. Like when you were on the spire one, you get up to the top, you grab the whatever the objective was, and then like jump off the side and get over to the pelican or whatever was extracting you like that was so cool there was a time where i feel like a lot of fps's had like an invasion game mode halo reach had invasion battlefield one had operations call of duty world war two i forget what it was called but it was basically the same thing like one side would attack oh, yeah, certain objectives that was my favorite game mode in that game all those game modes were so good i don't know why fps games now just stopped putting them in i guess it it invasion was kind of a rip off of battlefield's like rush game mode i guess yeah but they had operations in battlefield oh. one which is a lot similar which i actually yeah which is just a bigger rush actually now that i think oh. about it but it, it was it felt like cooler and more distinct because of the maps and objectives like again the giant spire or like yes. going onto the big ship and then like going to the other part and then you get like a scorpion tank or something to like get to the extraction like it was just really fun now uh we're running out a little out of time. Like, we're not ending right now, but remember how you wanted to talk about... Oh, yeah, I guess I could bring it up. Um, Xbox and Gucci are teaming up to release an Xbox Series X-themed Gucci. Like, it's a oh. Gucci product. Wow. <laughs> like, it has, like, the logo on it. And I think you buy it. It comes with, like, controllers with, like, stripes on it. And it has, like, a little Gucci design on the Xbox. It's, like, I think it's, like, $1,000 or something. Wow. Are you getting it? <laughs> no, hey, there, there there's was, only a hundred, by the way. There was a time where a thousand dollars for an Xbox Series X would be a bargain. Okay. Yeah, um, there's only a hundred of them, and I think you can like buy them off of eBay, like if scalpers get them. But there's anything from like seven thousand to ten thousand dollars. I've heard. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's uh, probably nice. just paint my Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> it comes with two controllers. Ooh. Wow. Usually, an Xbox when you buy it only comes with one. Are they the Sonic controllers that were covered in hair? <laughs> I, I don't I don't think so. That sounds terrifying. It does. <laughs> a fuzzy controller. I mean, hey, it won't get slippery when wet. Yeah, better grip. <laughs> that just. I do appreciate that on newer controllers. The grips. Oh, my yeah. my gamer sweat was too much for the controllers. Yeah, when you're gaming away, you're sweating. You need some super controllers to hold on to. I'm just gonna say I really appreciate how Xbox like gives all the different designs their consoles and their controllers. Yeah, Xbox is top tier controllers. Yeah. But PlayStation looks like Kaiba. Come on. Yeah. Oh, true. The, the con, the convex design of the PlayStation's thumbsticks hurts my thumbs. Oh yeah. For some reason, it, is, it just it's painful. It's for always me. done that with me when I need to like aim. Like when you focus on aiming, it always like make my thumb yeah. like feel like hurt. It yeah. just doesn't fit with the natural shape. So, 
Yeah, so are. Xbox controllers for the win. So yes. we all agree that Xbox is better than PlayStation. Yes. And on that note, before anyone can disagree, we're just about out of, out of time. So I guess we should sign off. Thank you for listening to Four Fanboys, and I'm Josh. I'm Nick. I'm Kyle. And I'm Zach. Thank you for listening to us, and please uh, listen to us again next week. Thank you.